Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. The reading today comes from Mark chapter 3. And Jesus was in Galilee. the appointing of the twelve apostles. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve, designating them apostles, that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, to them he gave the name Boagenes, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, he's out of his mind. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, he is possessed by Beelzebub, by the prince of demons, He is driving out demons. So Jesus called them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can rob his house. I tell you the truth. All the sins and blasphemies of men will be forgiven them. 
But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. He is guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying he has an evil spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him and they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Thank you so much, Valerie. I'm in my late 50s now. Well, 63. (laughs) That's your late 50s, isn't it? It's, It's just the games in extra time. The referee added on extra time because of all the injuries. I'm just hoping it doesn't go to penalties. Your late 50s is a time to reassess things, try out new possibilities. So, halfway through my audition for Love Island, I... (laughs) What? What? Halfway through my dream in which I auditioned for Love Island, I found myself thinking that I really should make some new friends and a wider circle of friends than I've been used to, so that I get some new ideas and new challenges. How am I going to choose my new friends on the island? Maybe I should throw in my lot with Liam. He's got enormous chest muscles, a bronze tan, a tattoo, and he's looking for someone with looks and personality because he's been single for months. Or maybe I should choose Jake, He's got enormous chest muscles, a bronze tan, a tattoo, and he's looking for someone with looks and personality because he's been single for months. Oh, there's always Danny. He's got enormous chest muscles, a bronze tan, a tattoo, and he's looking for someone with looks and personality because he's been single for months. If we want to, at Emmanuel, we have an opportunity to be absolutely the opposite of Love Island. We can be a place where an incredibly diverse group of people find a home and find a purpose in following and serving Jesus. There's almost nowhere else in society that offers that, a place where it's positively good news to have young people and old people side by side a place where people with radically different worldviews can talk and eat and make plans together because their love for Jesus outclasses everything else.
a place where there are food bank users and food bank givers worshipping together, because they're both yearning for a world in which such a thing doesn't need to exist anymore. Why would we want a church like that? Because of Mark chapter 3, the Bible passage we've just had beautifully read to us. <clears throat> because Jesus gathered around him people who were as diverse as that, an extraordinary group. And he called them his brother, his sister, and his mother, his family of faith. If you want to be like Jesus, that's the way you've got to start thinking. Saints preserve us, Jesus made some unexpected friends. He chose Matthew. What do we know about Matthew? He was a tax collector. Tax collectors were Jewish people who had agreed to work for the enemy, the Roman Empire, raising taxes from their fellow Jews. Were they appreciated for it? Hell no. They were hated because they'd taken the enemy's dollar to be a traitor. But they made a lot of money, and that made being loathed tolerable. He also chose Simon. What do we know about Simon? He was a member of the Zealot Party, a right-wing nationalist. He was Nigel Farage with swords. <laughs> he was campaigning for the liberation of the Jews from the Roman enemy. They had a reputation for rebellion, for violence against collaborators, and for despising tax collectors. Well, I wonder what the conversations between Simon and Matthew were like. When Jesus told his followers that they were to love each other, he wasn't being nice. He was saying that things must change. Jesus gathered around him respectable fishermen. He chose a man who was going to betray him. His circle took in unapproachable outcasts and people who had a reputation as sinful. He had wealthy women as his followers. In fact, his project was funded by a group of women of means. He had friends who were physically ill and friends who were mentally ill. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. He said, wrapping those who were drawn to him round with this extraordinary love and this charismatic ability to make people feel worth something special. I'm going to go up a little cul-de-sac here because Mark's gospel records something a bit weird. The teachers of the law notice how popular Jesus is see the fact that he can work miracles, and hear that he is stridently opposing evil. And something, maybe jealousy, makes them turn against him and find any way to stop the crowds flocking to him. So they say, the reason why he's able to control evil 
is because he's evil himself. He's not from God, he's the devil. To which Jesus says, have you any idea how ridiculous you sound? How can evil drive out evil? It would be like a Satan versus Satan civil war. It would be a self-destructive lethal farce. What I'm doing, says Jesus, is invading Satan's territory, binding him hand and foot, and then releasing everyone who's in his grip. He goes on to say that there are some blasphemies that are unforgivable. Do you think you might have committed an unforgivable sin? Well, let's put it this way. To commit the blasphemy Jesus is talking about, you need to A, be a teacher of the law, B, have been alive 2,000 years ago, and C, you need to believe and declare that the God we love and serve is an evil monster. You can kind of see why that is such utter rejection of the love of God that Jesus would say, there's no way back from there. But you and me, we have nothing to lose sleep over. We will seek God's forgiveness knowing that his grace is sufficient and his desire to forgive is unstoppable. But that's enough Bible. Let's back, back to the, what the country is really interested in. Love Island. I've downloaded the application form. <laughs> you can help me fill it in right now. Here are the entry requirements. You must be single. Yay! You must be 18 or over, easy. <laughs> Late 50s. You must be willing to live for 10 weeks in a luxury villa on a sun-drenched island. I think I'd be all right. I'd have to wear a hat, of course. You must be likable. Yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> come. Thank you. Thank you. I was worried there. <laughs> you must not be a person employed by ITV or be their mother, sister, or brother. <laughs> really? Yup. It actually does say that. It actually says the precise opposite of what Jesus said about who was welcome in his company. What were the entry requirements for Jesus' friendship? None. If people said yes to his invitation to follow him, he was their friend, and that was that. Imagine you're a respectable person who goes to church and follows Jesus. Now, why am I asking you to imagine that? You are a respectable person who goes to church and follows Jesus. I think you might find the next bit a wee bit challenging. I want to tell you first that God loves you. God loves you absolutely and perfectly. There is no way that God could love you more. Even if you became a Christian this very day, he would not love you more. He couldn't 
because he loves you perfectly already. Here's the challenging bit. Such is the compassion of God, which knows no bounds, that he loves every human on this remote planet with exactly the same perfect love. That is his nature. He loves people who are in Afghanistan, desperately afraid of the men with the conservative religious views and the guns. Ready for the shock? He also loves the men with the conservative religious views and the guns. He loves the people who are working long and grueling hours in hospitals to save us from this terrible, life-threatening illness which is upon us. Ready for the shock? He also loves the people who are refusing to be vaccinated. He doesn't take sides in family battles. He loves those on both sides. He doesn't love people from one religion more than another. His love is perfect for all. Why does he love everyone like that? Because he longs that they will encounter him in the person of Jesus. He longs that this love will be so compelling that people will repent, will change their ways, will find forgiveness, and will follow him. No one, no one is beyond Jesus' call. If that's so, we need to do a bit of rethinking. Who are we going to make welcome among us? Is Emmanuel going to be a good home to those who are respectable? Of course it is. But it's not going to reflect truly the compassion of Jesus unless it's home to a much broader group of people than that, unless people of all kinds find a welcome here. What's going to happen when people with complicated sexual histories find themselves among us? Welcome is going to happen. What about people who are transitioning to a different gender? The warmest of welcomes. What about people whose behavior is unusual because of mental or physical illnesses? Complete welcome. What about those who don't share our beliefs and make no secret of it? A fabulous welcome. I could go on. People with pasts that have led them through the prison system, people who are drug users, children who just don't fit, for that matter, adults who just don't fit. Reality TV contestants from dodgy shows. <laughs> Come on in. They need to find here a welcome which makes them think, if that is what compassion feels like, that must be what God is like. And if that is what God is like, I want to follow Jesus. Imagine you're lost. Imagine you're lost in rejection like Matthew. Imagine you're lost in religious fervor like Simon. There is incomparable good news. God's compassion 
knows no limits. He loves hypocrites like the teachers of the law. He loves letdowns like the one who betrayed him. He has an unlimited love for the lost. Imagine someone loved you that much. You don't have to imagine it. It's the fact of the matter. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.